Good morning. Again, it's great to see you. My name is Matt Haup. I'm the lead pastor here at Mission View Church, and uh, we're just so excited to be here with you at Main Street Festival. All right. Well, we live in a crazy world. There are all kinds of things that go on that I thought I would never see. You know, life's hard and full of unexpected struggles. Some of those struggles we bring on ourselves and other hardships are thrown on us by others. And then there's those things that are just completely out of our control. It doesn't take long to figure out that life isn't all a bunch of rainbows and unicorns. At Mission View Church, we want you to know that God loves you. And he, he, it's not the, just that he loves you, that he has plans for you. We want you to know that you don't have to face life all alone. Have you ever felt alone? Have you ever felt empty or, or maybe like there, there just had to be more to this life than what we have? More than just the normal nine to five, check in, check out, wake up in the morning, drink some coffee, maybe hit Starbucks on your way to work, go to work, come home, eat dinner, maybe grab some paths, watch Parks and Rec, go to bed, and repeat. Sometimes it's tempting to think that maybe if I just had more stuff, or maybe I just had more things or, or more money, I would be fulfilled or satisfied. It's kind of like what the great theologians, the Rolling Stones said, I can't get no satisfaction. But they were right. We are all searching and hungry for some type of satisfaction or fulfillment in this life. We, we are desperate for meaning. We are desperate for meaning in life. There's an innate longing for something bigger, something greater, something stronger than me, than what I, what I am. Something beyond ourselves. I mean, we see it everywhere. We, we think if we only had more, we would be satisfied. But we see people who, who seem to have everything, finances, fame, whatever it may be. They have it all. And they take their own lives. Or they take the lives of others. At Mission View Church, we believe there is a way different than anything the world offers that fills a void that's deep-rooted in all of us. We believe that there is a truth that sets us free from the chains of selfishness. We believe there is a life that goes beyond anything we've imagined or dreamed. We believe that Jesus is all of that and more. And I want to share with you today that way, the truth and the life. We're going to be in our Bibles today in Ephesians chapter 2. So if you have your Bibles, go and open to Ephesians chapter 2. If you don't have your Bibles, don't worry about it. We have um, some programs that have this scripture on it. You can follow along on your programs as well. Ephesians 2, starting in verse 1, says this, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, 
made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, the first thing I want to point out about this scripture here in Ephesians is that it's, it's kind of like God levels the playing field. It says that we were all dead in our trespasses and sins. We were all dead before we met Jesus. We lived for ourselves, looking for ultimate fulfillment and satisfaction in the passions of our flesh and the desires of our body and mind, it says. You know what? We all fall short. We all mess up. You know, in another place in the Bible, God points out that we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. None of us is better than the other. But we like to play the comparison game. Well, at least I like to sometimes. You know, I'll be going through life and, and I'll, I'll mess up. I'll do something I shouldn't do. And this, there's like this le evil little lawyer in my mind that likes to come out. And he says, well, at least you're not like so-and-so. You know, you, did you see what they did? At least you're, at least you're not doing what they did. It's not as, as bad as they are. I don't know about you, but I struggle with that sometimes. He pops up there and he, he knows exactly what to say. And I, you know, really what I'm looking for in those times is to be justified. Like I want to be justified in the things that I've done. And we can't find justification in comparison. You know, the problem with comparison game is that there's always someone out there that makes us look good. There's always somebody out there that makes us look good. I don't know if you've ever seen some of the um, interviews that they've done with serial killers, but I remember watching one of these interviews, and I forget which one it was, but he said while he was doing all these terrible things, he could always feel good about himself when he thought about Adolf Hitler. And I just thought to myself, how crazy is that? Now, the other problem with the comparison game is that the Bible says the only person we should ever compare ourselves with or compare our life with is the person of Jesus Christ. And if we think about the life of Christ, we always come up short on that stat sheet. Jesus lived a perfect life. He was perfect in thought and in deed. And anytime we compare ourselves to him, we see where we've come up short. You know, we, we are always looking for justification. We're always looking for something like that. But God, God makes it clear through his word, the Bible, that we are all in desperate need of a savior. We've all fallen short. Now that's good news. And that's bad news. The good news is coming right up. We find it in verse 4 that I just read. But God, being rich in mercy, because of what? Because of the great love with which he loved us. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, 
Even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive with Christ. You know what that means? That even when I was an enemy of God, when I was totally going against everything that he stood for and everything that he did, God still made us alive in Christ. And that's the second thing, if you're following along in your notes, is the second thing is that God made us alive by grace through faith in Christ Jesus. We were dead, but God has made us alive. Why? Because we're good people? Nope, that's not what it says. Because we deserve it? Nope, that's not what it says either. But because of God's great love. Do you know that God loves you? I mean, do you really know that God loves you? The creator of the universe loves you. And he wants you to know him today. What does that mean for your life? What does it mean that the, the, the very creator of the universe loves you and wants to be in relationship with you? What does that mean about your tomorrow? What does that mean about your today? In fact, what does that mean about our past? That God loves us. That God wants to be known by us. He wants to be in relationship with us. Now, it's easy for me to stand up here and say, God loves you. And it's probably easy for you to sit out there and hear that and be like, oh, that's great, Pastor Matt. That's great. God loves me. But has that really sunk down into your heart? Because here, here's the reality of the matter, is that if we're actually in relationship with the creator of the universe, there is going to be something different about our lives. You don't come into relationship with the creator of the universe and walk away the same person you were when you came. I like to say it this way, is that God loves us too much to leave us the way we are. But you don't come into relationship with the creator of the universe and walk away the same person and live the same way. Something happens. Something miraculous happens. I want us to really try and wrap our minds around this idea, this, this good news that, that God loves us and wants to be in relationship with us. I want to say it this way. There is nothing you can do to make God love you more than he loves you right now. Now listen to me on this. There is nothing you can do to make God love you more than he loves you right now. Are you, are you tracking with me on this? Now there's nothing you can do to make God love you less than he loves you right now. This whole idea that we read about in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 through 10, this whole idea of God's unmerited, unwarranted favor and grace and love is because God is good. It's because of who he is. It's not what I've done. It's not what I'm going to do. It's not my plans. I can't look back at my life and give you a list of a hundred amazing things that Matt's accomplished and, and go up on that day when I come face to face with my creator I'm not going to hand him over a resume that says how amazing Matt was. As Christians, when, when we get to heaven, it's not our resume that God sees. It's Christ's resume. 
It's what Jesus did that we couldn't do. You see, God, being God, sent his only son. He left heaven, became a man, the man Jesus Christ. And he lived a perfect life that, that you and I can't live. And then he died a sinner's death that you and I deserve. And in three days after that, he rose again, conquering death and sin. And in so doing, he has made a way for you and I to be in right relationship with our creator. That is the good news of the gospel. That is what this scripture means. God's love for us isn't based on some achievement rubric or grade scale. It is based on his amazing, beautiful grace. None of us deserve it, but God lovingly gives his grace. And my question for you today is, do you know him? Do you know this Savior who loves you, who has plans for you, like we just read about? He has great plans for you. We find it in verse 10 in Ephesians 2. It says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So the last thing I want to share with you is this, is that God has a mission for you. God has a mission for you. God has given each and every one of us gifts to use for his glory and for his kingdom. You know, the church isn't a building. It's a people who come together, work together for the good news that we just talked about. You want meaning in your life? You want purpose in your life? The creator of the universe has plans for you like we just said. This is the, here's the reality is that, that before the world began, God knew your name. Before anything was created, before any of it was created, God knew your name. That's what this scripture says. He didn't just know your name. He knew every day of your life, every decision that you would make. And in his grace and in his sovereignty, it says he has put aside good works for you to do. God has a plan for you. And if you're not in relationship with this creator God, you're missing out on one of the most amazing things, the most amazing thing you could ever be a part of. At Mission View Church, we, we are all about the mission, all about this good news that we're talking about today. This good news is for you. It's not just some philosophical idea. It's a reality that we live in, that we are interacting with a creator God, that, that he actually wrote a book for us, that there's good things in here, that, that we live our lives by it, that it changes us. That is more than just words on pages, but it's God's very word breathed out by our creator. So we want you to know this today, that God loves you. You may be sitting out there today or standing out there today thinking, well, Pastor Matt, you don't know me. Man, I've done some things. I've done some really bad things. I want you to hear this. God leveled the playing field. It doesn't matter what you've done. God loves you. 
There is nothing, nothing we can do that would be greater than what Jesus did on the cross. When I take those sinful things that I've done in my life and I elevate them to a level where I say, oh, God could never forgive me. Basically, what I'm saying is that Jesus' death wasn't strong enough, wasn't big enough, wasn't powerful enough. And I want to tell you right now, what Jesus did on the cross is bigger and greater and stronger than anything we have ever done. God has made a way for all of us to be in right relationship with him. That's how much God loves you today. God loves you. He's made a way for you. And he has plans for you. He has a mission for you. So do you know him? Do you know him? The reality of his love, the reality of his grace, and the person of Jesus Christ. I want to introduce you to him today. It is, it is the best decision you will ever make giving your life to Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. And if that's you today, if you're looking for a relationship with Jesus, pray this with me today. Definitely, Father, we are all sinners and, and I am one. Lord, I pray that you would come into my life, that I would surrender to you. And Lord, I would say, not my will, but your will be done. Please forgive me of my sins. And I thank you for the sacrifice that Jesus has made for me. And I put my trust in him. Take my life and use it for your kingdom and for your good. And I pray, God, that you would work out your mission in my life. I give you my life, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer today, I would love to talk to you about that. And uh, we have a bunch of people. You can see us all. We have these shirts on today. Any of these people in these shirts would love to talk to you about who Jesus is and, and more about what God's love is and the mission that he has for you. So, so talk to somebody today. We would love to have that, that opportunity to talk to you. Well, we talked a little bit about God's love and, and his grace and his mission for us. And we are so excited today to have actually one of our missionaries here. Ramazan is here with us. And uh, Randy Smith is going to bring him up and share with you just a little bit um, about the missions work that he's doing in Turkey. So why don't we welcome Ramazan here and uh, Randy today. Good morning. One of the things Matt talked about was the fact that we're on mission. And when this church started in September of 2013, we recognized the need for missions here in our community, uh, regionally, nationally, and internationally. And Ramazan and his wife Karen have been some of the first missionaries that our church supported. They're located, their ministry is located in Turkey. And uh, Ramazan is a dear man. Uh, his wife Karen actually has family that grew up in this area. And they have two sons. We're so glad to have them with us. And one of the things we like to do is when we support missionaries that are over, all over the country, we like to have them come in periodically and just share a quick update about what they're doing in their, in their field. So I'm going to turn this over to Ramazan and I'll let you share what the Lord's doing in your ministry. Good morning, Mission View. It's so good to be here with you guys today. I'm so happy that we are here. And because we know that this church has a heart for us 
And we know that this church is praying for us. And we know that this church is supporting us. And praise the Lord that God is working in Turkey among all these problems. Uh, but his uh, kingdom is growing. And our ministry is growing. And our church actually started another church in 2016 in Turkey, in Antalya. And both of our church is growing now. And we are meeting lots of new people these days because what's going on in Turkey, uh, many people getting disillusioned about Islam and coming and searching for new things. And we are meeting with people in our church buildings and sharing the gospel with them and God is touching their hearts and people are coming to Christ and we are so happy to share this news with you and because we know that what we are doing in Turkey you guys also part of this and we said that God is working among our ministry but also uh, Satan is working too and these days Turkey is getting uh, the time in Turkey is getting very difficult because government changed the direction of the country in the more like the middle uh, Middle East side and Turkey is now partnering with Russia and China and also more like the Islamic countries other than uh, European countries and that changed everything in Turkey these days that's why you ha you hear a lot of news about Turkey on the media and just we are asking you to pray that God work in that nation that they will come to know him once again because we know in the Bible that 2000 years ago Christianity grow and spread from the ancient land of Turkey many places that mention in the Bible it's in Turkey but now is population of Turkey is 80 million there is only 5000 Turkish Christians in all uh, country and we want you to pray with us that God works in Turkey and change the direction of the country again that we can reach out more people and I, I just wanted to also say thank you so much for all your support all your help and all your prayers and also we are here and we are sad that we don't see our dear friends Steve and we want you to know that uh, we were grieving with you guys because Steve was one of our best friends and he did amazing things in Antalya, Turkey and with our ministry and we are missing him dearly and we are also praying as a church, Turkish church, for your church and also for Steve's family. And thank you so much for inviting us today and thank you so much for praying for us. God bless you. We're going to go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer. What we do as a church every Sunday is we pray for uh, local ministries, we pray for our missionaries, and uh, we pray for our time of offering as well. And uh, so let's just pray together right now. Heavenly Father, Lord, we bow before you. We thank you for uh, this opportunity to gather and for the truth that's proclaimed, Father, from your word. And uh, this morning, we just want to lift up to you those people that you've put in our care, uh, people that we're able to love and support through missions. And we want to just lift up to you Ramazan and Karen. Lord, we want to pray for Josh and Levi and for their family. Lord, we're thankful for the work that you've done in their lives. We're thankful for how they're, that you're using them in Antalya, Turkey. We pray, Father, you'd bless their ministries. Lord, we realize in every ministry that there's uh, just life that's lived. And we know that there's families and there's marriages and 
uh, many of the day-to-day -day responsibilities, and we pray that you'd minister through them in their church to their families. Uh, we pray for their marriages and their churches, that they would be strong. Uh, Lord, we pray that you'd guide and protect them. Lord, we pray that you'd raise up leadership in their church as well, that there would be uh, servants, Lord, that could help uh, share the gospel and care for the body. Um, Lord, as well, we just want to lift up to you just um, that the believers would grow in their church, Lord, that they'd grow stronger, that there'd be opportunities to disciple. And uh, Lord, we're just thankful for what you've done currently, and we pray for the days ahead. Lord, as we think of uh, the church in Antalya, Turkey, Lord, we think of uh, Maranatha Bible Church, Lord, the, the church that sent us and planted us here. Lord, we just lift them up to you today. We pray for them, Lord, that you'd guide the leadership. We pray that their word of truth and hope would be proclaimed clearly. And Lord, that you would encourage the body of believers at Maranatha and in their community as well. Father, we're just grateful once again for this time. We uh, pray as well, Father, we're going to have just a few moments where we can uh, collect offering at the rear of the, the, uh, the park here. And we just pray, Father, that you'd bless any offering that's given today. We pray you'd use it for your kingdom's work and that you'd be honored. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time now. In Jesus' name, amen.